0: All right, everybody, welcome back to the Millennial Sales Podcast. This is your host, Tommy Tahoe 11, episode 227, where we help young sellers on their career path to make more money, to get promoted, to learn the skills, to develop your career. Anything that you need out of your sales career, it can be life-changing, and uh, we're here to give you that in this show. So thanks for rocking with us. Thanks for rolling with us. We're about halfway through Q2. If you're on the calendar year, Um, And we're moving and shaking on this podcast. Uh, Really excited to get into today's guest uh, with Sam Lastovich. Before I do that, let's give a quick shout out to our two sponsors. Uh, First, shout out to Gong.io. Love it so much. I went to work there. I'm selling there. Uh, It's the best uh, revenue intelligence uh, platform on the market. It's irresponsible for a CRO or for a VP of sales to operate without knowing Everything that you need to know about your deals, everything that you need to do to coach and develop your reps, to better onboard, to learn about your markets and your competitors, Uh, it helps you with all of those things. Uh, If you want to learn more, you can go to gong.io or you could just DM me on LinkedIn. I'm Tom Malamo. I'll point you in the right direction. We can start a conversation. So thank you. Big shout out to them for sponsoring the show. Uh, The second sponsor that we have is postal.io. You can check them out. In a world where everyone is uh, you know, trying to personalize at scale, quote unquote, uh, they are taking the opposite approach and getting very customized for the things that you send to customers or prospects or partners. Uh, it could be something from the brewery across town. It could be from the florist on the street corner. Um, and it allows you to do it uh, all digitally and in a super easy format. I use them for, uh, I have terrible handwriting and I do their handwritten notes uh, that you can get from their marketplace. It's actually really sweet. I should check it out. Um, and they're doing a cool thing. Anyone that leaves a review on Apple Podcasts, go to the show. Uh, it takes you 45 seconds to leave a review. Send it to me on LinkedIn. They will give you a free Starbucks gift card. You can get whatever caffeinated or non-caffeinated you know, beverage or snack that you want. So shout out to Gong. Shout out to Postal. Thank you for the support of the show. Um, let's get to today's guest. I got Sam Lasovich. It's the Millennial Spotlight. Sam is a senior enterprise ae at brandcast he's been there for about five months before that he was at a company called mvf for about four and a half years uh, and a few other roles uh, ahead of that so this is his fourth or fifth sales stint and uh, now he's in the no code space we talked about a lot of great topics we were vibing i really hope you enjoyed this conversation uh, and let's just jump straight to it with sam let's go All right, Sam Lastovich, welcome to the Millennial Sales Podcast. How you doing, man?
1: I'm great, Tom. Thanks so much for having me on today. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to
0: get into this with you. So you're down in in Austin, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's been uh, it's been a fun few years down here for me. Nice, nice. Uh, you were mentioning before
0: we uh, before we kicked off, just ahead of time, like the the house buying process was wild. I actually just met with. <laughs> I met with a woman this morning who uh, just moved from Austin and said the the housing market was absolutely ridiculous down there. And um, she was kind of on the outskirts. And once she saw there was a Trader Joe's being built, she knew her price was going to go up like fifty percent. So I'm just <laughs> yeah. curious how that was down there.
1: Yeah, man, it's um. So I actually bought back in June when uh, just kind of after seeing where the interest rates were with the pandemic, tried had to you know, try to make some positive news out of that whole situation and since then it's been just ridiculous where uh, my realtor texts me every now and again just around like losing losing deals with you know massive overvalued cash offers all this stuff so i feel really really fortunate to to have gotten in when i did but it's because it's been a journey but i will say for anyone like who happens to be listening who's thinking about buying a house just uh it's a humbling experience there's <laughs> there's a lot of things you have to figure out and especially if there's a winter storm that rolls through like we had you know, a month ago or so it's uh it's a lot, but it's been a great experience so far.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And you mentioned a uh, a record player being like <laughs> the key purchase of uh, of the COVID time. So I'm I so I've got or my fiance has a record player that doesn't work. We got all these records, and we just moved, and we're thinking like, man, these are too cool to throw out, but it's too much work to like fix this record player. So sell me on how good the record player has been.
1: Well, I'd say, I mean, if we're gonna do a proper sales conversation, I need to start with you know, <laughs> discovering your pain here, right? And so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would say, what, why, like, why do you have the records, or why do you think they're cool from your perspective?
0: <laughs> well, I didn't buy them; she bought them, so she had them. Fair enough. Uh, you know, on her own, and I don't know. I guess it's kind of like nostalgic, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's just like you have maybe a, a couple people over, you're having some wine or dinner or chilling, and like you throw, you don't put on the Alexa, you throw on the the Beatles record or something like that's just kind of has a level of like badassery to it.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you kind of hit on it there, right? For for me, where it kind of came from was uh, early pandemic, you know, it's, things were locked down here in Texas too, and just looking for, you know, something to do apart from going for walks and, you know, doing the stuff you could do outdoors. And I've always loved music, have zero, you know, musical ability, but I've loved, you know, listening and, wanted to, I guess, connect with it in another way. And then obviously, you know, what you just said, as far as like, I know when I can have people over again, what a great thing to put on. and Man, I love it because it's just like, you get to know artists much better because you're listening to their entire album the whole way through. Mm. And you like you get, it's like a almost like a talking point or like a centerpiece, right? Where you you hey, what record do you want to listen to, or what do you feel? And you maybe put on something they haven't heard before, or mm. you know whatever it is. So it's been awesome, man. Like I, if anyone out there is considering it, like it, it's been one of the best purchases I've made.
0: What is your go-to? Do you have any albums, like one or, or multiple, that are like these are the ones that you always listen to, or that people seem to like? I'm I'm curious.
1: Yeah, one actually, one hundred percent. So I, I love soul music, like I, like okay. both like older mm-hmm. like you know '60s music as well as like more modern stuff. Um, and so two I've been listening to a ton is um, this band called Whitney. I don't know if you're familiar with them, but they they have a, they have an album "Light Upon the Lake" and specifically okay. like the demo recordings. It's man, you can throw that on and just listen to that front back like over and over again. It's just like something you you put on in the evening. You're trying to relax. You know, maybe have a whiskey or something like that's like the mm-hmm. record. It's good, man. And then Otis Redding, like he's got, oh, he's yeah. a legend, right? But like Doc of the Bay, like he's got a bunch of other stuff. That's just incredible. So those are, those are probably my two like go-to, but I mean, it's even cool for like, you know, whether it's Daft Punk or, you know, Justice or like whoever you want to listen to, it can be any genre. There's, there's a lot of great stuff.
0: Man, that's uh, like the soul music. Uh, that's like my go-to
1: cooking Sunday night. Yeah, got exactly. a little glass
0: of wine, you're cooking something up, doing some meal prep or whatever. That's, that's like the good mood music for me too. So yeah,
1: if you like that, I think be I'm with you, man.
0: I think I'm sold. We might have to talk <laughs> offline about uh, our. I think our current player is dead, so we gotta. We might need to get a new one. I might need to to ask you for some recos there. Perfect. Happy to help. Um. All right. Cool. So let's let's pivot to uh to the sales world. Um. Uh. You you've had a you know a, a great career uh, it, across the board from you know, being an individual contributor to a manager. Uh, now, uh, as a senior enterprise AE over at Brandcast, I'd love to hear um, any tips you have for uh, for the sellers, for the leaders, anyone out there.
1: Yeah, I mean, so just as a quick bit of background, I listened back through a lot of your podcast to try to see you know, what advice have been given, and now there's like some tremendous stuff. If anyone like is listening to this for the first time, definitely go back and check it out. But there's a ton of tactical stuff. So what I want to do is take a slightly different uh, angle on it. And so my first bit of advice here is um, something people have heard before which is pattern interrupt or like I like to call like do the uncommon and that's you're going to hear that that's not unique but what I would say is think about ways you can do that in uh, first a systematized way right like I have a set few bits of criteria I go through for each person that I'm prospecting into where I'll look at all those and from those I'm able to get a lot about them if there's anything out there and, and personalize you know that outreach but the second thing is think about ways you can bring value to your prospect in ways they might not be expecting you to. And so like, for example, if they have a job post, you can reshare it. That's obviously kind of a basic one, but you can refer them a candidate if you happen to have someone in your network who's a good fit for that. You can share it in your old college or fraternity board or whatever you have there. Um, You can order from their side hustle. You you can obviously do things like reshare their content and send them stuff because like donate to a cause they care about. Um, just stuff like that, where if you do that, you're immediately putting yourself into, you know, maybe 5% of reps out there who are actually like genuinely trying to engage and get to know their prospects a little bit before they reach out.
0: So let's, let's go down a, a an example there. So let's okay. say you're prospecting into me and I'm big on uh you know, certain charity. Let's say it's like, um, you know, big brother, big sister, uh, or something like that um how how are you going about that in a way that is you know seems genuine right so that it's not like you know quid pro cro, uh, sorry quid pro quo where, where where you're giving 50 bucks or whatever and like I have to take a meeting with you because of that right. or like something like or you got me a job candidate so now I have to take a meeting with you it's like you, you want them to want to so I'm just curious how you kind of play that fine line
1: yeah i think that's a really good question and i genuinely think it's something that's difficult to navigate right because you you want to show that you actually do you know give a shit about their business and aren't just like you know just doing that for that exact purpose and so um to me it's a combination of things one i think if if you are being genuine that can come across and so um but i think the other thing is you don't want ever be like hey you know i I donated to this like do you want to meet it's like when you first find them on linkedin maybe you connect maybe you start following them whatever maybe you donate, maybe you reshare some of their posts around that charity, maybe you make your own, hey, I'm raising money for this, whatever. And then as, I think you and I talked about this actually a little bit beforehand, as far as just like as a opportunity comes up where you think you can solve a business challenge, now you have some bit of a relationship there once you reach out, you know, and then you can always throw in a, the bottom of your email or whatever you're using, you know, PSA, love your work with whatever. And it's instantly more genuine and credible than you just saying like, hey, I love your work with XYZ Foundation, but having no you know, substance or anything to back that up. Whereas if they can you know, either see that you've donated or at least reshared some of their posts or, or some of those things. And obviously you know, at that point they can, they can evaluate whether or not it's a good fit for their business or, or not. But they know again, that you've at least tried to familiarize yourself with them and their business uh, to a level that most other people haven't yet.
0: And as an enterprise rep, are you, are you working I'm I'm guessing generally kind of long sales cycles? Yeah. Yeah. So like for anyone that is doing that, that's, you know, this, this may, I think it still plays probably if you're in transactional, but it's, especially if you're in a longer sales cycle, like you gotta, you gotta mentally be able to play the long game, right. That yes. you might need to engage for, you know, a couple of weeks before just like going for your kill shot of like just like jumping the gun and asking for the meeting, right. You're kind of building it up. You're building up rapport socially, you know, online with them on LinkedIn, you know, on Twitter, via email, however it is. And then, you know, once you kind of earn that right, you, you go for the ask. But um, I think a tough transition going from a BDR or even just like a a quick term sale uh, going into enterprise has got to be like having that patience factor.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess how I try to, I think that's a really good point is is the patience bit of it. And I think it's, you can almost think of it if whatever organization you're in, if they use some type of like account based marketing strategy, um, you can almost think of yourself as an account based seller. And what I mean by that is, you need to get to know your account first and try to understand if there is actually a fit there, right? And then from there, it's, okay, who are my potential decision makers or influencers or champions here? And approach it in that way that like i'm not going to necessarily set a meeting with them day one right like i'm I'm trying to build this relationship get to know their business and get familiar and then if and when it works out where maybe i've talked to a couple members of their team and now i have a much better handle on their business and then i reach out to the decision maker or whatever that looks like you know i think it just it can take a while and i think the other thing too is um have you ever read the book combo prospecting oh yeah Yeah. Okay. So, you know, in there, he talks about, you have to act like you have a full Rolodex of contacts and businesses and and all that, even, even if you don't yet, like, you know, no one is rolling in with, with everything perfect. Right. So I think that's part of it too, is just projecting that where it's like, Hey, I I can take the time to actually get to know you because I've got other opportunities going. I have other things going and, uh, and, and, you know, have that confidence that you will.
0: Totally. Absolutely. And one thing I'm curious about, um, is Mm -hmm. it looked like in in a former life, you were, were leading a team, uh, took a step now to be a, a, an AE. I I followed a similar path last year, Mm -hmm. and I'm curious, uh, why you made that decision.
1: Uh, man, I don't know if we have enough time for that entire, that entire (laughs) question. No, I appreciate it though, man. Um, yeah, it was a tough choice because I absolutely loved, I love leading the team. I love getting to see people grow and develop uh, yeah. from, you know, sometimes we'd hire people either straight out of college or with a year of experience. And so just getting to see the professional development there and, and personal development was incredible. So I do miss that. But I think for me, it was uh, partially just getting into a more tech-focused role uh, and, and getting yep. to be, you know into an enterprise role. But I think the other thing is anyone who's had a sales manager that they really respect, I think knows that they know that that person will roll up their sleeves and kind of get into the trenches so to speak to use a cliche with them and so i i jumped at the chance to get back into a a direct selling role where i like i've learned so many new things from going through this experience that when in the future if i am able to lead a team again i hope i can apply and share with them because you know you i think you have to have that level of level of you know just hunger and humility to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm not like above this role or anything like that. Like I'm yeah. always, you know, trying to learn something new. So that, that was a big factor for me as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That, that was the same way, right. I feel like there's so much to be learned, you know, especially earlier in your career to kind of try to master, uh, the craft of sales and mm-hmm. that will only make you a better leader if you decide to go down that path, you know, in the yeah. future. So, um, uh, any any other uh, tips? I think you mentioned maybe something like that was career focused. Um, I want to give you the, the spotlight here to to share any other tips you got too.
1: Yeah, I appreciate it. Well, one I'll just mention really quick is, um, and this is especially for younger sellers out there, we're taught to build rapport at the beginning of calls. And I, and I do think that's important, but I mean, if you, you led a team, you'll you probably have heard this where it's like, hey, you're in X city. You know, if you get start talking about that city or the weather, it just makes me cringe. And it's like, you know, what are we doing here? Right? Like they're not yeah. here to talk about this. Um, so I, I try to talk about like rapport building with um, with intelligence or report building with like a business case in mind and that is starting off a conversation rather than asking about the weather asking them about hey you know I saw you on this product team or you released this product or on your you know your q4 earnings call you had XYz or hey you previously worked here but just something that shows in that first question that it's much more than just, you know, hey, how are you doing? It, it's, it's like, hey, I, I've actually tried to develop a perspective on your business and bring that to that conver- this conversation. And there's something that only, you know, I'd like your perspective on that only you can tell me, right? So I think that that's just like a little footnote. Um, and I think just uh, to your, your point around the career side of it, this has been mentioned on a few of your podcasts, but I wanted to underline that from the perspective of someone who's kind of been on both sides of it. And that is, Um, If you are trying to figure out what that next step is for you in your career, whether that's going from, you know, like a BDR, SDR to an AE or or AE to a manager or whatever. I think the biggest thing that's helped me is trying to get just regular, whether it's monthly or quarterly, uh, one-on-ones on on with some of the executive leadership at the companies I've worked with and just asking them what their challenges are. And that obviously gives you the opportunity to see if you can help, right? But the other thing it does is it helps you just develop a really well-rounded holistic view of your business and see if there's other areas, maybe maybe love sales, but you're also interested in marketing or there's you know, another opportunity out there for you. Best way uh, to get there is to you know, offer your time and take on the challenge that's outside of your role while you're still delivering uh, on you know, your quota and your numbers.
0: Absolutely. Uh, I want to actually touch on both of those things. Just to go back to the the, the first kind of micro tip that you gave around the rapport building, mm-hmm. I think that first question that you ask someone is so important because it 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 sets the stage for the whole conversation. To some respect, it sets it could set the stage for your relationship with that person, right? Absolutely. And so if you come in asking. Where are you located? You can see that on LinkedIn. What's your, what do you do in there? You could see that on LinkedIn. Like, tell me about the company. You can go to their website. Like, you gotta go to like the second or third step and say, to your point, I saw this this press release. I saw, you know, you guys are, your, your team's hiring an A, B, and C, you know, mm-hmm. the growth, the revenue number, whatever it is that you can find on them. Um, you've got to ask a more intelligent question then. Tell me about what you do. You know, that's just, that's just a lazy way to sell. Um, so that's just a pet peeve. The, the second thing is, um, on the career side, I, I think you're absolutely right. Like having the, um, you know, the more you can understand the business, the more opportunity that you might get there, right. Um, in, in carving a path, maybe going a different route, a different department, or, or helping to drive a new initiative. So, um, I think a lot of people are probably intimidated to talk to the executive team at it mm-hmm. and, and rightfully so, but, yeah. um, yeah it's a way that you can stand out right if you can develop the some of the relationships with those folks internally selling as much as you are externally
1: well and yeah i mean you made some really good points there where it really does set the tone for the relationship and you want them like it's great if you become friends or whatever with your prospects but you really want them to perceive you as someone who's going to try to deliver a business outcome for them right like that's what they ultimately care about and the second second thing is uh just on the career advice Similar thing there, right? If you're reaching out for time with an executive or some leader of your company, you should have a really good perspective on why you want that time, what you hope to get out of it, give them that agenda, let them know you've done your homework on them. Same kind of thing, right? It goes internal as well, where you don't want to just be like, hey, and not have questions ready to go for that person, because obviously their time is valuable.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do you have any, um, I'm just curious, do you have any go-to questions when you meet with an exec at your company or, or is that it, maybe it's super dependent on the situation. I'm just curious.
1: Yeah, it, it is dependent on the situation where I've, um, and this actually you know, kind of goes to why I like your podcast, just to be honest with you is I love the career choice, career development type of questions and, and thoughts. And so if you have an executive at your company who has, you know, 10, 15, 20 years of experience, chances are they've had a few different roles. I love asking, you know, what got you into this role or what got you to this company when you used to be at X, but just looking at their background. That's always where I've had some of the most helpful and instructive answers for me personally is I can look at someone who's had a lot more experience than I've had to this point and try to just gain something from that. Right. And so I I like to ask questions around that.
0: Yeah, I think that's. I think that's awesome. And, and most times people have a pretty interesting story and they probably want to relive, you know, the, the story, <laughs> yeah. the the hardships, like, you know, over two decades or however, you know, three or however long they've been in the business to get to be a CEO or, or whatever it might be. So, um, you kind of fluff the ego a little bit that way too.
1: It doesn't hurt, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, Sam, this is awesome. I've got uh, a next step for a record player. Um, you got some great tactical <laughs> advice. Um, One, any last uh, thoughts that that you, we haven't gotten to yet that you want to share? And then uh, obviously, where can people find out more about you, uh, connect with you, uh, and and things like that?
1: Uh, I mean, well, the last thing I'll leave everyone with here is um, just thinking about how you can still get value from a conversation. So we're all told no, a lot more than we'd like to be in sales, right? Um, In fact, the majority of the time. So You know, some obvious ones are like referrals, but I also think just, just asking for feedback sometimes, like if you're selling to someone who is maybe a sales leader, asking them, you know, what went right, what went wrong, I think is where I've gotten some of the best things, um, best advice from my career. And then also just like, if you can talk to them again, in like an informational interview perspective, again, just everyone's trying to grow and develop and and they'll appreciate that. Um, so that'd be my, my final kind of parting, parting thing. And as far as connect with me, I mean, if anyone wants to get in touch, I, I love just to meet new people and learn from them as you know kind of evidenced here. And so you can find me on LinkedIn, um, Sam Lastovich, or just Sam at Brandcast. And feel free to you know, reach out and get in touch. Um, I, I love meeting and learning from new people.
0: Awesome, man. Sam, I appreciate you coming on, man. This is awesome.
1: Yeah, thanks, Tom. I really appreciate the opportunity. It was great talking to you. All
0: right, everybody. Thanks for checking out that podcast while you're walking the dog, while you're cooking up your stir fry, while you're at the gym, whatever you're doing. um, Two things, number one, uh, please head over to uh, Apple and give this show a five-star review. Uh, Send that to me on LinkedIn and I'll give you a a free Starbucks gift card. Would really appreciate it. That's what helps this show to grow. Should only take you a minute. And second, one more shout out to our sponsors, Gong and Postal. Please give those folks a shout out, hit them up on LinkedIn, check out their websites. Uh, They can do wonders for your business. That's all I got for you today. Peace.